You're listening to a podcast from 702. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. 22 after 5, so a lot of you on Twitter just talking to me about how you know Kukuzulu. For instance, Hanyani Makumbani says, I used to cycle with Kukuzulu. We did a lot of races together. He was a very humble, helpful, and kind guy. I'm devastated. A lot of people devastated. Uh, but of course, also somebody who is devastated is Tebe Galefeng, who spent the past weekend with Kuku, um, and he's on the line now to talk to us about their encounters over the past weekend. Tebe Galefeng, of course, is a brand and reputation architect advisor and author he uh, is a fellow climber and there's a friend as well of late of the late kukuzul tebe good to talk to you good to talk to you google uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, devastating devastating news yeah. coming out yeah coming out of uh, mount kilimanjaro uh, often news i mean uh, to see that this is the guy i saw for dinner on friday and i saw off on on, on saturday uh at, we were at 3.7 3720 meters above sea level that's where the last point I saw him. And he was about to begin his ascent uh, to, the, to the base camp, uh, which will lead to the peak. And I had just come down. Because what I had done this time around is uh, I decided to, to summit three days earlier to coincide with my birthday instead and join them in the mid on, on the way back. Mm-hmm. So absolutely devastating news. So oh, oh, Saturday, just give us a picture of the breakfast. What kind of a person was he there? Was he? Were there any indications that he wasn't well? No, he was. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't think he was well. To be fair, I don't think he was well because I had I had two parting words with with, with Gugu. On on Saturday morning after breakfast, I said to him, Gugu, there's two things that are going to get you to the top. Be healthy to go to have the right. I, I said you must have the right attitude because you're going to need mental strength. And the second thing I said, you must have altitude. You must take care of the altitude. And I asked him the key question, have you taken your medicine for altitude sickness? And he said, I haven't started, but I'm going to start. But I'm planning to start right away. So I'm hoping that it started because he still had a couple of days to go. Uh, I, I was already down. So he, he still had two days to go. Some people take it two days before the summit, but some of us decide to take it the day before we summit. Then the second thing I asked him, I said, Googs, um, your wife tells me you are, you've got a flu, you're not feeling well. Are you okay? And he said to me, I've got a bit of a flu, but I should be fine by the time. And I said, and I said to him, please make sure you are warm, put in seven layers of clothing, and take your medicine. Those are the last two things I said to him. And then we were stepped outside, uh, we stepped outside uh, to say our goodbyes. Uh, and he said, can I please take a picture of you, Trevor, before we leave? I said, sure, let's take a picture. He took, my, he took his camera out, gave it to somebody to take a picture of us, and we hugged, and I said, good luck uh, on, on, the, on the summit. That was the last time I saw Google. Alive and well, humble, smiling, happy. Hmm. Wow, it must be extremely difficult. So, so tell us then, what, what did you hear? What happened uh, from the information that you're gathering? From the information that I'm gathering, because what I did, I, I heard this morning when I woke up in the morning, I then called the organizers in, um, in, in, in Tanzania, the main organizer who, who, who puts it together there, who also organized, uh, who ensured that we also get to the top. I said to him, what happened? He said he had breathing problems at the top, at, at the base camp, which is at 4,720. Now, remember how this mountain works. The reason you take five days to get to the summit is you have to acclimatize your body slowly. 
you have to build up enough resilience. You have to build up uh, enough uh, tolerance and, and oxygen in your body. You have to drink a lot of water and you have to take the tablets to ensure that your body is strong enough to do that. So what it tells me that, but he said, what he said to me, he said when they got to the summit, he was suffering uh, with, uh, with, uh, with breathing. Uh, because because uh, because as you, as you as you as you move up as you know Gordon, as you move up mm-hmm. the oxygen gets thinner and as it gets thinner your lungs and your heart are working much harder and so they need to be strong and you need to be at your absolute fittest. Gee. Any news about the wife? Do you know where the wife is? From what I understand from the organizer, the wife at that stage came down with him. So the wife, I, I don't think, proceeded to climb at all. The wife, uh, the wife came down. So he had not even begun the main climb hmm. because the main climb happens at midnight, uh, at midnight. But I think at that point he was already not feeling well. And uh, from what I understand, the wife, the wife w- went down with him. So they had to they put him on drip. From what I understand, and they brought him down, uh, down because the further down they bring you, the better you become. So when you start having altitude sickness problems, the quickest way to solve them is to bring it down, down, down. So you have to keep walking back. And unfortunately, uh, because uh, Kilimanjaro is a protected national park, between the time you start, which is at about 1,600, I think, uh, to the peak of 5,795 uh, uh, meters above sea level, between those two peaks, there's very, very few. There's, there's one, there's no medical, there's no modern medical facility because there's nothing, there's no vehicles allowed from the point of uh, about 2,700. There's no medical, there's no vehicles that are allowed. So even if you have an emergency, if there's, if there's no helicopter which has to come from Kenya, because they've got only one person from Kenya which has, who, who will only come down uh, when they've got a big contract, if, 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 there's, if you don't have an insurance with that person, you're in trouble. You've also got to be in trouble because they then have to carry you by hand on their roller stretchers from the top of the mountain all the way down to Mandara. Uh, and Mandara is the only place where they can put you on a stretcher. Wow. Tebe, I've got to thank you very much for sharing with us. But again, uh, condolences to everyone, everyone, the team, including yourself and the family, most importantly. I just, I think I, most importantly to the family, to the beautiful daughter, Lelet, who is under the age of two. Uh, but I think, you know... Uh, uh, many of us, many of us, uh, will, uh, get uh, uh, die doing uh, doing different things. We die getting drunk. We die drive, driving. We die in clubs. Google died on a good on a good cause. He was known to be a philanthropist. He was known to be a very good person. He died on a, on on an important day, celebrating Nelson Mandela's uh, birthday, in pursuit of helping children, uh, girls who can't go to school, to raise funds for them to buy pets because they missed 30 to 50 days of, of, of school days every year. Mm. He died trying to, to help the Mandela Foundation and many others fulfill that mission. So if there's anything out of this, he died, uh, he, he died, he died pursuing a good cause. And that's how we'll remember him. All right. Teba, we'll keep in touch, of course, uh, just you know, finding out what else uh, is supposed to be happening. If there's any other information that we need to put out there, we'll certainly will do that. Tebe Galefeng, a friend and fellow climber uh, with, late, uh, with the late Gugu Zulu.